I knew that this was not the solution and I started, I was really looking online and this is where I found LDC. You know, I was at a point where, I mean, I had the Calorie King book in my glove box. Like this is before my fitness pal, this is before apps. Like it was hard to find information. So you were like ultra obsessed. And I found Eric on the oxygen forums. He was a moderator and he was just no nonsense. And he talked about dieting breaks and metabolic adaptation and all these things that like, I had no idea that I needed to be taking intentional dieting breaks. It's no wonder I was maintaining on 1200 calories. I've been dieting for ever. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Okay, so on today's episode, I'm going to share with you my fitness journey. And while you have heard bits and pieces of it, or even my story in terms of my whole entire story, today I want this one to be an episode where I just take you through where I started, what I did to get there, where I am now, and just everything along the way to see if one, if you relate to it, two, perhaps you'll learn something from it. Maybe you're making some of these mistakes that I used to make. Um, And three, you'll just get to know me better because I've got a lot of new listeners and um, I'm excited to take you along the ride. So here we go. Now, if my mom was telling the story, she would say that this started when I was six months old, that my fat loss journey started then when my doctor told my mom that I was already overweight off the charts and she had done nothing different with me. You know, she'd breastfed me like she breastfed my two older brothers And so this was, you know, new for her. They put me on a diet where I think they added water back then to, um, you know, some bottles and she just had to, you know, give me less. But started then, you know, I struggled as a child. You know, I was teased. My nickname was Piglet. You know, my brothers were all very tall and lanky. You know, maybe Mike, my brother Mike wasn't, but everybody was, they were skinny, you know. Um, But I watched my mom be a struggling dieter, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, Well, until I was in my 20s where she ended up having a gastric bypass. But my mom was always on a diet. You know, she, uh, you know, was always doing the latest thing and we all knew about it, you know, and similar to if you've ever seen the show, This Is Us, you know, there's the the sister of the triplets that's, you know, overweight and you see the parents kind of treat her different with her food. And it's, you know, no, you know, it really showed the pain of like her mom really thought that she was doing a good thing with that when really it just caused issues. And that was similar in my, in my household in that, you know, my food was judged more. I could be eating, you know, something that I'd seen my brother eat earlier, but my, my plate would get comments on it. And so 
from a young age, you know, I already started to hide it. You know, we also owned, my parents owned a grocery store. So I had access to things that, you know, other people wouldn't have had. So, you know, I was not only hiding it, but they didn't even see it. Um, but from about 13 and on, I got, you know, intentional about wanting to diet, whether I was doing anything correct, which I wasn't. You know, I did things with my mom. If she did slim fast, you know, I was doing that. She ended up doing MetaFast. And that was the one that as a kid, I really connected success to. And I think it's important to point that out because a lot of us have connections, whether it be with food or modeling, in that we have a story that we've told ourselves. And so for my mom, I just thought you had to be extremely like, you know, restrictive because for her, it was like doing those metafast shakes. And then she'd have like a quote unquote sensible dinner, which was like nothing. And in my eyes, that was success because she, both times she did metafast, she lost like 70 plus pounds. You know, and I say both because, you know, I should have paid attention to the fact that why did she gain it back? It's not something she could sustain, but you know, I was a kid that watched this, but so I watched her fail um, a lot in my senior year. And I've shared this before, you know, I got pregnant. You can go back to my adoption issue. I'll make sure it's in the show notes, but I got pregnant my senior year. So to just add insult to, you know, I was already uncomfortable in my body. I remember a specific time in high school where we had to submit these health cards and in the top right-hand corner, your weight was on it. And I was so like paranoid that someone else was going to see that number. And I was even just me handing in that paper. I made sure I was the last person to walk up to the desk because I didn't want anyone to see that. So there was a lot of pain around that. So then to get pregnant and, you know, put on even more weight was really hard. But after that baby, you know, I had a doctor think he was doing me a favor and put me on FenFen. So here I am, 18 years old. I get put on FenFen and I drop weight so fast after that baby, like probably 60 pounds, learning nothing but just starving myself. So, of course, I gained that back. But um, in the meantime, I ended up meeting my um, first husband, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. He's my podcast editor. Um, got married and he was very supportive, loved me the way I was. You know, I was already, you know, when I got pregnant with our son, Kai, I was already coming from a heavy place. I ended up, you know, even after having him and he was, you know, you know, a year old, I still weighed 230 pounds. So I'd gained a lot with him, but I was already heavy to start. And with not having any, you know, tools outside of watching my mom do metafast and things, you know, I uh, didn't really know what to do. But I did have a pivotal moment. And, you know, most people don't have it. It's probably a slow pain that comes up that finally gets us to take action. But for me, I was at the park and Kaino was a toddler and he was out playing and I realized that I was the park bench mom. I was the mom that was too tired and also too big to get up on the, you know, playground equipment. I'm too afraid I'd get stuck that I just sat there and everybody else was pushing their kids or playing with the kids. And I was tired. I was, you know, and I'm sure there's some laziness in there, but when you're carrying a lot of weight around, it's no fun to be doing that. And I had a moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the park bench mom. I refuse to be the park bench mom. I always took pride that I was going to be this fun, playful mom because I was a nanny growing up. You know, I always had nannied. And so I played with the kids. I never wanted to be the parent that did nothing. But here I was sitting on the park bench. So 
I went home that night. I signed up for Weight Watchers and I bought my first Tybo VHS series and decided I was going to do that. I also had the blessing, and I call it that because we know that our environment is big, in having a husband that would deploy. And he would deploy for anywhere from 70 to maybe 90 days at a time. And so I was really able to only buy things in my home that, you know, I would eat or my son. And, um, you know, just my environment was just really locked in. And I lost 70 of my 90 pounds through Weight Watchers. I ended up hitting my goal with Weight Watchers, which at the time was 150. And, you know, you become like a lifetime member, but not learning anything. I mean, I weighed in every week, but really didn't learn anything nutritionally. Instead, I just knew points and I knew how to cheat the system. I knew that if it was really high in fiber, it would bring the points down. I learned how to graze on what I called free foods, which were like veggies all day, which taught me nothing about like meal timing and the importance of, you know, just um, uh, seeing it as a behavior issue. I also learned to do tons of cardio because if I did more cardio, I could eat more. So instead of like learning how to manage hunger, learning and to build high satiety meals, learning to prioritize protein, I just learned how to basically what I saw as, you know, cheating the system. I didn't see it that way at the time, but it led me to start to do way, way too intense cardio because, hey, if you were running, you burned even more calories. Why would I go waste my time lifting weights or doing yoga? Forget that. I need all the points I can get. And so I um, continued, you know, to try to do the points after, you know, I got to my goal, but I found that, you know, I remember it was 18 points and I was stagnant. I wasn't losing. And so I started to add in more cardio. I didn't really know what to do. Well, I started, since I was practically living at the gym, I started teaching aerobics. They, you know, first offered me a position when I was pregnant with Kameli. Um, so I was already there all the time. And they're like, hey, do you want to start substitute teaching? And went down that route, started teaching um, lots of classes per week. You know, some of them were body pump, which did have some strength training components. But, you know, my life was metabolic circuit hell. My nickname was Sergeant Slaughter. I ended up, you know, teaching boot camps for the U.S. military, built my own boot camp. You know, like I was in it for the intense stuff, even picked up some, you know, triathlons throughout the way. And I was able to, you know, I lost another 20 through all of just the under eating and cardio. And, you know, so really technically, I mean, if technically today I've lost like 100, but I always say 90 because that was really where I said, okay, I'm stopping here. This was the goal, thinking that I would be happy there. You know, I kept chasing happiness the whole time. You know, I really, I hated myself. I hated, I hated being overweight. I hated that it, caused, you know, during my high school years, I mean, I'd had crushes on boys that, you know, had said, you know, if you lost a few pounds, you know, I'd, you got a really pretty face. And so there was a lot of like deep wounds, you know, and I was able to stay for the most part there, which is really here today, um, you know, all that time. But what you didn't see on the outside was a lot of probably up and down by a few pounds, but what it really really equated to was me just cheating on myself and still just cheating the system and really it coming from a place of hating myself. I went all the way down to 116 pounds by just practically just starving because I just kept thinking I would get to the place that would finally make me happy. And so while on the outside, you know, I um, 
you know, looked the same all these years, I was really battling inside. And I still didn't look like I trained. So here I was like a personal trainer and doing all the things. And I mean, I really just wanted to look like I worked out. And then I had a really big change in my job. I went from teaching, you know, 13 plus classes a week to none. My husband, you know, Kevin was being transferred to Virginia and I just went from having all these classes I was teaching to, you know, needing to find um, a place within their military system, which they were going to bring me on, but it was taking some time. So you have to think I went from all of these classes and keep in mind, I was obsessed. I had a polar heart rate monitor. I had a body bug. I was tracking calories. I was obsessed with the calorie burn. You know, um, in addition to the 13 classes I was teaching, I was also doing my own running. And when that big change in job happened, it was probably a blessing in disguise because that is when the weight started piling on. And it was to the point where I could not, I couldn't even work through it. You know, when I was at such a crazy place that just picture, so I have a body bug and I'm watching my calorie burn every day and, you know, if I hadn't burned X amount by a certain time in the day, well, then the punishment was I'd need to go do like the elliptical. I mean, I had an elliptical, a step mill, a treadmill all in my garage. Well, over time, when you're just so fatigued and you can't even do more than 15, 20 minutes at a time, I would just do five minutes and then I'd go do something in the house. And then I got to the point where let's say I'm cooking protein pancakes, I would put them on the griddle and run my stairs while I'm waiting for them to cook. Like it was bananas. Like I was crazy. And I just, I couldn't sustain there. So I, you know, and I had in the meantime, I'd done body for life, you know, that put my food psychology in the toilet where I would just have these huge cheats. You know, I was starting to get into like understanding macros and I hired a coach online that at that point officially introduced me to macros, gave me my first like meal template and said, or, you know, I said, just my numbers, here's your numbers you know, eat five times a day. And, you know, that was <laughs> the beginning of just a new obsession. You know, I'd already was obsessed with the body bug. I was already obsessed with, you know, um, my polar heart rate monitor. And now I have a new thing, which is, let's see, uh, let's just start tracking every single thing that goes in my mouth, which, hey, we all have to do this. But mine was just coming from a place of really no direction on putting health in perspective. So I work with this coach and this just takes me down a path of being obsessed now with like frankenfoods. I'd already known how to cheat the system with these like high fiber, still fake foods. But now I had these macros and it was just nonstop food obsession, always finding new products, always adding them into my little food tracker and really just not even paying attention to like what would be healthy for me and still again, like a get away with it um, mindset, obviously not being sustainable. I would then set myself up for failure because, you know, I would want to be perfect and be on plan yet we'd go to, we'd take a vacation and I would just go off the rails because all I knew was either follow these macros or not. Like I hadn't implemented anything behaviorally. And so from there, I knew that this was not the solution and I started, I was really looking online and this is where I found LBC. 
you know, I was at a point where, I mean, I had the Calorie King book in my glove box. Like this is before my fitness pal. This is before apps. Like it was hard to find information. So you were like ultra obsessed. And I found Eric on the oxygen forums. He was a moderator and he was just no nonsense. And he talked about dieting breaks and metabolic adaptation and all these things that like, I had no idea that I needed to be taking intentional dieting breaks. It's no wonder I was maintaining on 1200 calories. I've been dieting for ever, you know? And so I ended up getting on his wait list and Started with him, took my first dieting break in my life. Of course, gained a little bit of weight initially because, hey, when you've got a metabolically adapted body, it's just primed for fat gain. And got my first meal plan. This was the first time I didn't have an I didn't have macros. I was given a meal plan based on the things that I liked, with the option of, you know, when we had check-ins, I could make simple subs. But keep in mind, I came from a place of having major food issues that even like not having variety within my week at first really uh, just made it feel too rigid and I needed more flexibility. And at the time, this is when macro, well, a little bit later after this, this is when macros and IIFYM really got popular. But this was like kind of a subbing thing. And, you know, like we'd sub foods out for other foods and it was working, but I wanted to be creative. And so I had gone to Eric and showed him a few of the things. I said, hey, this is what you built on my meal plan. And this is what I ended up creating these protein pancakes. Can I eat them? And he's like, well, the macro breakdown doesn't match exactly. But if you match calories, you're, you know, and the proteins there, then it's good. And so from there, I started um, creating recipes on his blog, just really trying to give back to other people that were clients that maybe weren't competitors because these competitors, they could just put their head down and just eat out of their freaking Tupperware and be all badass hardcore. And I was like the average person. I wasn't an athlete. I didn't come from a competitor background. In fact, I came from like a major food issue background. And so I needed to have this flexibility. And so I approached Eric and I said, you know, I have this little food subbing hack that I use on my Excel sheet where I will give the client a meal plan because I don't believe in giving macros because I already see what it did for me. And then people don't prioritize, say, single ingredient foods. I would give them this meal plan and then I'd say, okay, well, you have three ounces of chicken, but that also equals X amount of beef and X amount of shrimp. And, and that's what I did to give them subs, but I really wanted it to come to life. And so I shared this with Eric and he said, I think we can have a developer build this tool for the website. And so this is where the food substitution calculator, if you've been a client or if you followed us for years, you know, we have a food substitution calculator that teaches you that when you're subbing it, it, follows it macro by macro. So protein subs for protein, carb subs for carb. And suddenly in my journey, I was having more flexibility and not needing to be obsessed with the numbers, still weighing things. We had the precision there and still doing all that. But this just opened my eyes to no longer labeling my foods, good or bad. I was seeing success eating lots of carbs. I was seeing success eating McDonald's ice cream cone post-workout. Like what? This was just crazy. I loved it, you know, and from there, you know, um, I was so in love with the LBC journey that Eric was, you know, blessed with such a big, huge wait list that he said, Hey, if you want to take it online, cause I was working, you know, really more in person, I had a small group online. He said, 
I will refer you your first 10 clients that are on my wait list, see if they're open to it. And then from there, I mean, it's up to you. If you can build this brand, you've got to get results. And that's what, you know, builds things. And that year, I mean, we just took off and curls and weight training was, was born. And, um, I coached there until, you know, fast forward, Eric and I got married. And after we were married, um, you know, and I'm giving you the, the very short version, cause you can go back, you know, through this, I ended up having an affair, um, a marriage ending affair that, you know, um, you can go back. I'll put that in the show notes as well that you can go listen to that through that, you know, Eric and I ended up together. We ended up having a child together and, you know, nine years later, having a baby, this was like a, a whole new obstacle for my body. I ended up being on bed rest. It was a very stressful pregnancy because imagine having an affair, ruining your marriage, you know, really ruining your life at the time. And all while you're trying to nurture you know, a baby inside you, there was a lot of stress. I gained, um, you know, not a ton of weight, but I was so immobile, didn't get to do anything that I was pretty much starting over. And I was coming from a place of hate. So I still had not learned the tools that even to this day that you'll learn, you know, as I continue to share where I am today. In fact, I hated myself more than ever. And my only success, and I say success loosely, was that I'd lost weight. I mean, let's face it. I was a cheater. I'd had an affair. I had no personal integrity because people that cheat do not have personal integrity because we, we know it's wrong. And yet we're willing to, you know, for a, a crumb of attention or whatever it may be, we're willing to, to break that. So I had no personal integrity. And as I mentioned, you know, all these years, I'd really only had success here because I just disliked myself so much. And I knew how to cheat the system. I knew how to starve at times and then I'd binge. I knew how to go four days with really low calories. I'd never really learn to put out this plan and really stick to it. Yes, my meal plan with LBC for those years did help, but I still had issues with binging at times. Again, nothing that the outside eye would see, but I had still not addressed the wounds inside. I still had not addressed why I couldn't keep promises to myself. And this really wasn't until five years ago that I really learned to do this in an integral way, you know, no longer getting away with it. Most people I know, they do what we call accidental maintenance, where we just, you know, we cheat enough, we work hard enough, maybe Monday through Friday, cheat enough on the weekends that by Monday, we're right back where we started the week before and the cycle just repeats itself. And that's because we've lost an integral uh, point to the journey. We don't realize this isn't about food. This is about you keeping promises to yourself. And so at that point, I knew that I didn't want to weigh my food forever. I knew that I wanted to learn to just like keep my promises and see this from a place of the ultimate self-love is like fueling myself with healthy foods and, and strength training and prioritizing protein and setting an example for my kids. Like I wanted it to come from there. I didn't want it to come from this insecure place. And so I started therapy. I started working through all of those issues. And while in, in, in the meantime, we were sharing this with clients. It's when we really dove into personal development. I'm sure people that have followed us know when we just got the itch, it was like we wanted everyone to have it. It's when I started implementing daily agreement cards and how that became a foundational piece with our own clients and that, man, if I can just learn to keep my promises to myself, well, then anything I put in front of me, any diet, any strategy, 
I will succeed because I know I'll do what I say I'm going to do. And so I started really doing those things. And then, you know, over those years, we shifted from working with competitors to now working with, you know, a lot of our people are really either former competitors or people that are our age, you know, we're in this, you know, midlife age bracket. And, you know, I wanted to learn to not just be on a diet where I'm weighing out my food, I needed to to live here. And so we really started to implement this with clients where we have more phases to the journey. You know, we've got that first phase um, where we're testing with clients, you know, if they should be dieting or not. Second phase is the good old boring fat loss. All of us have been there. The third phase is rebuilding that engine, something that I had never done until I hired Eric. When I hired Eric and he put that, he put me in a, you know, it's most commonly called a reverse diet but we call it a metabolic improvement phase where we're increasing calories to get to a place where your weight's stable at roughly around 14 times body weight, which, you know, is around almost 2,200 calories for me. I was maintaining at 1,200 calories. So rebuilding that engine, and then here's the thing, that's where we used to stop for years is just rebuilding that engine. Now it's teaching you after you get to that place, really loosening the guardrails so that you get to a place where you no longer weigh your food. You know, you're graduating to a place where you've learned behaviors. Those are things I didn't learn back then. I didn't learn to like manage my hunger and that my meal timing would help manage those dieting hormones. I didn't learn to build in the high satiety foods like russet potatoes, because if I'm having a hungry day, it's, you know, while I sure I can have, um, you know, a bagel, maybe the potatoes are going to fill me up more. Still telling myself I have all the choices to have whatever I want, you know, because you really got to get to the root of why you have your food issues. You know, why did I resist meal prep for so many years? Well, because growing up, I pretty much raised myself starting at a young age. I was already taking care of myself. So I have a lot of unconscious resentment towards the meal prep. Why would I have binges when, you know, my ex-husband would initially leave for C or when Eric would be out of town? Because you know what? It was finally my way of having those, that control over the foods I wanted, that inner seven-year-old Amy that's rebelling against her father or the adults around her telling her what she can have. Again, I had to really get to why I was doing the things that I was doing. And then I started implementing these behavior tools, you know, not just the reverse diet, but learning to stay there without the plan so that I could live here. And of course, now, you know, it coming from a place of loving myself, you know, the complete opposite of where it was. Now I see it as a form of self-love. I know that I'm showing up for myself. This isn't selfish. This is like the ultimate selfless because I'm showing my children that my integrity to myself matters. I'm showing my children that I prioritize myself, my health, because happy mommy is happy mommy. Meaning like if happy Amy, you know, if I'm feeling good about me, then you know what? I'm feeling good as a mom. I'm feeling good as a wife. You know, I truly believe that when I am in my best shape, I'm also crushing it in my job. You know, I'm crushing it with my family because I just feel good. And it's not about the body. I hope you understand that. Remember, I was down at 116 pounds. I weigh 140 now. So it's not about the weight. It's not about that number. It's why I feel good now is because I'm at a place 
where I know I can stain, sustain here in a healthy way. I'm keeping my promises. I'm not cheating on myself. I'm not finding ways to get away with it. I'm truly finding ways to nourish myself and be my best self. And the body was just the byproduct of keeping all the promises. So that is my journey in a nutshell. It has been 20 years. This year will be 20 years that I have kept off 90 plus pounds. And the thing is, this doesn't come by accident. I have a lot of intention. I didn't understand when I started that on the other side of dieting, it was going to actually be harder. I remember the first time I realized that I still had to work hard to keep it. I cried. I actually cried. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? I was just like, and deep down, I was hoping I could get away with it. And here's the thing. You can do what I did for years and just white knuckle your way to keeping your success, or you can flip it and finally see this from a place of loving yourself and that you are showing up for yourself because that is what we do for ourselves when we love ourselves. And it's a huge, huge shift for me. And it's what makes it easier because white knuckling it, you can do it. But when you change it and you see it from a place of love and you tie in that you just build up the discipline. Like my clients know, like where I'm coaching you is I'm trying to just build a better you so that it's easier to say no when in, maybe in the past that's your, you know, your weak place. So now I'm able to be stronger. It's easier to say no. I have an extra level. So instead of white knuckling it, I've just become this new person. I've become the person that, hey, I meal prep. It's just what I do. You know, hey, I don't overindulge. It's just not what I do. Like, look at it both ways. Start to see who you're trying to be and make sure that you're aligned there. And I just hope by sharing my story today, just my fitness story, this helps you. Maybe you'll relate to it. Maybe you see places where you want to make a change. And, you know, come join our community on Facebook because your environment is such a big piece of this puzzle. We have a free group. It's called the Lean Bodies Consulting Community. Come join it. We do live trainings in there. And it's not just about your diet. We do trainings on how to stop sabotage, how to, you know, um, I did one on how to make friends just recently. We're starting a book club. Like there's a lot that's going on. And it's because I see the power of the environment and how much that helps me and has helped me over the years. And, you know, share this episode with someone that maybe you think maybe they're doing all the things wrong or maybe they've done all the things right. And you want to say, hey, she did it like you. I'm proud of you. Good for you. Because you know what? The reality is most people aren't doing it right. Most people are still struggling. They are still on the cycle that I was for years. So I hope I continue to bring more stuff related to fitness. Hey, don't get me wrong. I am still all about mindset and personal development and bringing you that. But this is a big piece that I want to continue to bring. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, I will be on video once we get to Canada and officially set up. So I will see you soon on video. Until then, just continue to listen to me on the podcast platforms that you find me on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, but soon I'll be up on YouTube. Have a good one. Okay. 
I'm on a mission. As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast. And it's less about that top 100 and more about I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear effort and learn from all the mistakes that I've made, along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this. I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media. Share it with a friend, you know, tag me in it. Go give me a review, of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me. You know, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission. 